Matt Schaff and Jared Smola of DraftSharks.com here to talk some auction draft strategy. Now, if you're new to auction in fantasy football, it's the, the most of the season plays out the same way as your regular fantasy football league. The difference is the draft. And in the draft, you start with an imaginary fund for bidding on players. Players are nominated for bidding. The high bid wins each player. You draft until your roster is full. And of course, you're constrained along the way by the money you have available. So it's just like a real life auction. Now, as you can imagine, that means a whole lot more strategy than your typical draft where you just go turn by turn. You take a player and move on to the next team. So, Jared, that means you have to start with an overall strategy. We put out an annual strategy guide on DraftSharks.com to get specific for that season. And that helps you make this overall plan. And really, although you don't want it to be rigid throughout, it gives you something that you want to basically adhere to as you draft. Yeah, I think having a overall strategy is even more important in auction than redraft because there's just more va- variables at play. You you have more options in an auction than you do in a draft where you're just you know limited to the the player pool that's there when you're on the clock. The draft war room on draftsharks.com is huge for auction, so it's going to take our detailed player projections, which by the way have won multiple awards for accuracy. It's going to apply those to your league scoring settings, starting requirements, and auction budget to give you customized auction values for every single player. It also lets you set a strategy option for your auction. There are three different options. You can focus more on starters than depth. That's going to increase the bid recommendations for the players near the top of the rankings. You're probably going to have a weaker bench in that case. You can go for more of a balanced roster, which is you know kind of somewhere in between targeting those high-end guys and building a strong bench, or you can focus more on building depth, build a deep roster. Maybe you're not targeting those higher-end guys. You are trying to you know get more of those solid middle-round players. So Changing that option on your draft war room is going to impact the values on these players. It's going to impact how your team ultimately ends up. For sure. And the values are going to change dynamically as you go through your draft because obviously things change as you draft. So you're going to want to have that open. You're going to want to have that tool available because it's not easy to figure out the values of everything and when you should target specific positions in an auction. As you're drafting, you definitely want to keep player tiers in mind throughout your draft. And those player tiers are noted in the positional rankings in your draft war room. Now, why bother with with player tiers and not just rankings? Because rankings are not always equal. Just because two guys are next to each other at wide receiver doesn't mean that there's the same gap between those two and the next two. There's going to be a, a level where you have a bigger gap between two players, and maybe you want to make sure that you get one of those wideouts in this group and not be stuck getting one or two from that next group down. So, Jared, it's important to watch those player tiers as you go to look at where you want to target players and to not get frozen out of a range where you were really hoping to get somebody. Third point here. You want to work within a budget as you go. We mentioned at the beginning you had this imaginary bankroll or budget or whatever you want to call it at the beginning of the draft. It's a finite amount. You can't just draft whoever you want because you're going to run out of money very quickly. You set your positional spending ahead of time. It doesn't mean you figure out exactly what you want to spend on every spot. It doesn't mean you can't go a little bit above what you set. But if you have this figured out going in, you know where you can take a couple dollars away to add a couple dollars to another position. You know how it's going to affect the rest of the, the way. The player bid recommendations, like I said, in the draft war room, adjust as you go to help you understand what value is on that player that you're targeting right now and what you have available. The draft war room is going to know how much money you have left to spend. 
Yeah, the, the auction draft forum is huge. I, I'd be lost without it in these auctions. Again, there's there's so much going on. There's so much you need to keep track of. The draft forum does that for you. It understands which positions you should be budgeting more money towards. That generally is the running backs and wide receivers, right? Because you need to start more of them. Um, you know, more demand, less supply on these guys. It's going to increase that auction value on your draft forum. Again, all that's taken into account. Um, as far as the onesie positions, like generally you're going to want to spend less on, on quarterback and tight end. Not always though, right? If you find Travis Kelsey coming for you know a lower dollar amount than what is suggested on your draft forum, go ahead and buy, buy him. That's going to impact what you do at the other positions, right? You're going to be able to spend less at quarterback, less maybe at running back or wide receiver, but the draft worm is going to factor that all in for you real time so you don't end up you know, with, with no money left at the end and still a bunch of starting lineup spots to fill. And be, be sure that you don't too often chase a player just because he's coming in cheaper than you expect. Sometimes you just have to let that player go because there's only so much money. Player nominations we talked about. This is when the player gets put up for bidding. There's some strategy here, Jared, but I think the biggest key is to not focus too much on it. Yeah, everybody takes a turn nominating a player. You can gain some psychological edges here, though. For one, don't wait too long before nominating your guys. And this is a mistake I used to make in that I would not put up anybody that I really wanted on the board until sometime in the second half of the draft. Mm -hmm. And the problem here is sometimes you end up waiting too long to go after the players you want. You will have had to spend somewhere else. Or by the time a guy hits the board, you realize you didn't have to pay as much as you thought you would. You could have had money left over to buy some of the guys who already went in your draft and you're kicking yourself now that you got $6 left in your bank Mm -hmm. at the end of the draft instead of having that running back that could have made the difference. Yeah, I often find you get the best values early on in auctions when people might be a little bit more timid about about spending their money. A couple other tips for player nominations. Follow a bidding war with another big name player from that same position. So if an elite running back comes off the board, say he goes for 50 bucks, a lot of owners in your league are going to be, you know, kind of they're they're going to be upset they didn't get that guy, right? So if another big name running back comes up, they might be more willing to potentially overspend so they don't miss out again. So I like that strategy. Um nominate high level players from the onesie positions that you don't want. So quarterbacks and tight ends, that's a good way to get uh, other uh, opponents in your league to maybe go over budget, over spend, so you can get values later on. Um, f- uh, the last one for player nomination tips, follow starting running backs with their perceived handcuffs. If someone, again, just spent $50 on a high-end running back, they're going to want to make sure they get that handcuff. So if you put them up for bid right away, they, they might be more likely to you know, overspend to make sure they get that player when they still have the, the auction budget to do so. Mm-hmm. And perceived handcuff is key there because one of the things that everybody in fantasy does wrong is <laughs> assume too much that somebody is the clear handcuff for the running back ahead of them. Finally here, we're going to talk about bidding. And the key, Jared, is to always bid with a plan. You cannot get every player that you like. It will not happen in an auction. The great thing is that you can get any player. The tough thing is that you can't have every player. So some guys you like, you'll have to let go. Set relative ceilings on players ahead of time. So this is probably the most important thing that your draft war room does as you're moving through an auction draft. By setting that ceiling, again, it's not necessarily a hard ceiling. It doesn't say you can't go a dollar above this or you're going to kill your draft. But it lets you know This is where this guy's valued. So if you're going a little bit above, you're going to have to take that dollar or two away from somewhere else. It does take into account what you have left in your bankroll. It it takes into account what's on your team and what's available. So the draft war room knows what's going on as it's giving you these recommendations on these players. Yeah, again, that auction value you're going to see on your draft war room is 
precisely based on your league scoring, your league starting requirements, what your team needs. So it, it's pretty damn accurate. Again, that doesn't mean you have to abide by it. You can go a dollar or two over. You're just going to have to save that money elsewhere, as you said. Um, second point I'm bidding here, and I alluded to this before, don't be afraid to go above market market price early on. Um, I, I find players tend to be gun shy early in auctions, not wanting to you know spend all their money early. So sometimes you can get these high-end guys for cheaper early on in your auction than they're going to go later. The other reason I like spending big at times early, it gives you more time to adjust your plan for the rest of your roster. If I know right out of the gate that I spent $50 on this running back, I now know for the rest of the auction that I have to build my roster around that high priced running back, whereas vice versa, if I take that running back later on, I'm kind of more stuck. You know, mm. I, I don't have as much flexibility. Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, finalizing here, set up that draft war room, sync it to your league so it knows your exact situation, your setup, your league settings, build out that starting plan once you get in there, be vigilant throughout the draft, be ready to take advantage of value, Jared, that's key in all these drafts, whatever format you're drafting in, be ready to take advantage of value and stay aware of what doesn't really work within your overall strategy. The draft war room is going to be there to help you with all of it. So, Click the link on your screen right now if you're ready to get started and create your own draft.